Yeah. I, I really do. Probably, I think probably one of my favorite parts of this time of year is uh, getting to come and uh, be with, with the church because we're not at a church. We are with the church um, and uh, getting to sing these songs to the Lord. I don't, I don't know. There's something special about it. Um, and uh, that's a, that may be a getting older thing or something. I'm not sure. Although I will say, when he was talking about that he, we were, it was like time to boogie and all that stuff, I thought he was going to play Hank Williams for just a minute. I, was, I thought we were going to be born to boogie. And I was like, well, I know a few lines of that. It would be awkward when we sing them, but hey, let's go for it. But no, uh, we uh, glad to, glad to get to be with you guys. I want, I want to take a second, actually, uh, and pray together. Uh, we've got a lot of folks in our communities uh, that have been hit uh, with the storms that came through the other night. Uh, some close, some not so close. Uh, uh, I know um, uh, in Kingston, in Kingston Springs, uh, they got hit. A lot of places have gotten hit. Uh, my hometown in Western Kentucky uh, got hit. Uh, some other towns in Kentucky got hit really hard. Mayfield got hit really hard. Um, and uh, I, I just felt like it'd be appropriate for us to pray uh, for all those folks. Um, and then I'll, I'll share something after we do that. Let's go ahead and pray. Um, God, we just come to you right now. We just ask, Lord, that you would lift those folks up, Lord, that have been affected uh, by the storms over the last, uh, last couple of days. God, I just pray that you would just provide and protect uh, Lord, the families that have been affected by this. Uh, God, you, you already know. You already know what's going to happen. You know what you're doing. Uh, Lord, you plan uh, on working through this in major ways. And God, I just pray that you would. And I pray that you would use your church uh, far and wide to do so. I pray that uh, we would be your hands and feet, Lord, as, as we serve and love on those people. God, I pray, uh, Lord, that you would use us, use, uh, Lord, all, all churches, Lord, your church, Lord, uh, Lord, move us uh, as different bodies to go out and love uh, on people and, and share Christ. Uh, show them uh, who you are. Uh, and God, we thank you that we can do that, be a part of things like that. Uh, Lord, lead us in those things. May we not do them for ourselves, but may we do them for your glory. And God, I pray that you'd be glorified in them. God, have your hand again continually on them to provide and protect uh, these families that have been affected. God, we ask all this in your son's name. Amen. Um, that being said, um, and I don't have uh, a bunch of details yet, and I hope to have more details as the day goes on today. Uh, but for anyone that is interested and can pull it off, and if you're looking for a good reason to ditch work tomorrow, we're going to Kingston Springs tomorrow. So uh, we've already had uh, some folks that have been out there the last uh, day or two uh, working and getting contacts and kind of preparing uh, for us to go. Uh, and again, I don't have a whole lot of details about that, but uh, we could sure use equipment. If you own any equipment, uh, skid steer kind of stuff, mini X's, whatever it may be, uh, to go and help. Uh, and again, if you just needed a chance to skip work, tomorrow's the day, I'll even write you a pastor's note, okay? So, whatever. But uh, no, we, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll probably announce on social media this afternoon uh, or later in the day today uh, when we plan uh, to meet up and to go and all that good stuff. So be looking for that. Um, let's move into our, our Christmas series. Uh, this, uh, this series, uh, uh, I, I already love this series. Uh, I just got to tell you, I, I, think, I think it's just... 
getting this any time I can I get to just spend time just listening to the Lord about who the Lord is and Isaiah 9 6 has this passage uh, that we all know so well in fact I, I want to share the passage with you and here's here's the passage we shared it last week we'll share it each week now, it's just one verse it says this it says for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we have taken these last, these four names that we see, uh, you know, referring uh, to Christ coming, uh, referring to God himself, uh, you know, and, and just we're taking those over the next couple of weeks and just diving into what does it look like, what does that mean? What's up with all the names? I mean, yeah, I know, I know uh, so many of you that have nicknames, and uh, you know sometimes your siblings give you nicknames when you're growing up, or a friend gives you a nickname when you're growing up, and uh, it sticks with you, and and that's it, you know. And if you're like me, if you've got kids, you've given your kids nicknames, and they were like perfect nicknames when they were like two. And now that they're like, you know, 15 and like, you know, 13, stuff like that, you pull those nicknames out on them and they just kind of like give you the stink eye, you know? And, uh, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, nicknames usually have a meaning and these names have meaning. In fact, if you've got a Bible with you today, I want you to go ahead and get it out. If you don't, our ushers have them. They'll be glad to bring you one. And if you don't own one, we'd love for you to take that one with you. Uh, but I want us to study on uh, another one of these names. Last week, we talked about Wonderful Counselor. And uh, this week, we're talking about Mighty God right there out of Isaiah 9, 6. Mighty God. And, uh, you know, the the name Mighty God almost kind of speaks for itself, but I think for us, if we just really kind of take a moment and spend some time with the Lord and just go, okay, Mighty God, I got that. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I got, you know, well, I know. God's mighty. I mean, that, that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't, have to, I don't have to think about that. No, I think, we, I think we miss out when our attitude towards Scripture is, I already know that. I already know all about that. I don't need to study that kind of thing. I think, I think when we do that, we miss out on some moments for God to speak to our hearts and show us some things about who he is uh, that really honestly become huge blessings to us when we spend that kind of time with the Lord. Um, mighty God, you know, I mean, it, it, you think, about, think about the word mighty for just a moment, and, and I want to talk about the word mighty for just a moment. Uh, what, is, what is mighty in your life? You know, what, what is mighty? I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a word that we use probably just a whole lot, but we, we obviously know what it means. Uh, it has power behind it, um, you know. And, and if you're like me, you know, I, I, it, as I, you know, am super busy going through life, and I'm thinking about, like, all of these things going on, and I have to, like, stop and think about what is mighty in my life. You know, and the truth is, is that there's a lot of things that I think I make mighty in my life, like I make them to be important, I make them to be uh, powerful to me, so to speak. Uh, and the truth is, as I, as I said and I think about those things, the thing that just kind of resonates with me, with me is that I feel like I'm not doing a, a good enough job at just like really spending time with the Lord and letting Him be the most mighty in my life. It's just so easy to get caught up uh, with so many things going on. Um, you know, and, and the truth is that God, God wants to be powerful in my life. 
He wants to be uh, security in my life. He wants to be steadfast in my life. You know, uh, this mighty God uh, that we, we have here. In fact, this, this mighty God uh, really kind of has like military overtones. If you're looking at it uh, from like a, a word study perspective, uh, especially of the Old Testament and that kind of thing, uh, you know, you, you get this like, you know, he's in charge over all. You know, I've got, I have like so, so, like almost all, it feels like almost all of the royalty side of the family uh, are, have been or are in the military, um, uh, all the guys or whatever, and even a couple of the gals, uh, except for like me and my dad, and we're the, we're the preachers, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I, which is cool, and uh, I've got like super respect for uh, all these cousins I've got, and I've, I've had several of them, you know, special forces, Green Beret, I mean, just, and, and really, honestly, in, in just about uh, every service that you can think of, but I, I, think, of, I think of one in particular, uh, that he was that guy that I just mentioned, um, and, and man, that guy, like, serious as a heart attack all the time, like, you know, just try to get that dude to crack a smile you know, and uh, we go to family reunions and get to hang out a little bit, which doesn't happen a whole lot, but, you know, when it would, you know, it was funny because, uh, I mean, he was just like, I, I felt like, I felt like I had to be good around him or something, and he, and he's much older than I am or whatever, it's funny because my, my dad was the youngest of six, and uh, my dad grew up uh, with all of these, what were his actual nephews that were close to him in age, uh, and so he kind of became like their mentor, so to speak, and he is one of those guys. And, uh, you know, and it's funny because, uh, you know, it's just like he kind of commands something, you know, when you're with him. Uh, and he's used to doing that because he's used to commanding, you know, that kind of respect and, and that kind of leadership and a following uh, with the people that he's around all the time. And I think for us, I think we forget how mighty God is. Like we, we I mean, if, if we said, you know, if, if I ask you a question and just pulled you aside, you know, on a random day of your life and I said, hey, do you think God's mighty? You'd go, oh yeah, of course he is, you know. And, but our responses to life show differently at times, right? Like there's, there's moments in life where we start kind of losing it, you know, we're like, you know, freaking out or, you know, whatever it is, and, and we're doing so because in those moments, we're forgetting who God is. God himself being mighty over all, sovereign over all, like leader over all, like he is everything that we need, right? You know, and I think for us, you know, this, this idea of this mighty God, which is this title for the Lord himself, you know, is this huge piece for us today that I think is so important. In fact, if you go into the scriptures, you, you study, uh, do word study over this word in the Hebrew, what you're going to find is that mighty means champion or hero. Champion or hero. You know, and, and I think, uh, and, and to kind of go with that, uh, that this is talking about one who is standing when everyone else has fallen. So this is like the one, you know, and, and, and we know that, but like for us to think about that and like meditate on that and be reminded that that's the God who loved me 
and sent His Son to die for me? And that His Son is that because He is God Himself? You know, I, I think it's just this amazing thing because the one that's standing when everyone else has fallen, that's, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. We see Jesus. We see Jesus doing that after the temptations. We see Jesus doing that uh, after the cross. We see Jesus doing that after the grave. Like this, this is Jesus. And, and, and what, is, what, is, what does it say that, that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord? Can you imagine that day? Imagine that day. Like when Christ returns and every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. The champion. I mean, from, from the very beginning, it was told it would be this way. From the very beginning, we had this understanding that, that Jesus would crush the head of the serpent with his heel. That he would crush Satan. But... The truth is, is that on a day-to-day basis, we don't think that all the way through as things are happening in our lives. And, and without realizing it, we, we pull back on our faith. We pull back on our hope. We pull back on how much we truthfully trust the Lord, don't we? You know, with these little things that happen and whatever, and oh, what are we going to do and how are we going to pay the bill and how are we going to, you know, you know, it's like 10,000 things going on at once. But what about the grave? What about the grave? When was the last time that you buried somebody? You went to their funeral? You stayed for the burial at the graveside. Maybe you've never done that. I've done that. I can't tell you how many times part of being a preacher. And let me tell you what, I've been doing that since I was little bitty because that's my, my, my parents didn't hire babysitters. I just went everywhere with dad. You know, I went to nursing homes. I went to hospitals. I went to people's houses. I saw him almost get eaten alive by German shepherds at people's houses that didn't know we were coming because he just liked showing up. You know, and then I, you know, I can't tell you how much time I spent in funeral homes. So much time in funeral homes that, like, I knew where they kept, like, the extra Cokes and stuff in the funeral homes to, like, the Coke machine and stuff. You know, like, I was this kid that was roaming around the funeral home, like, the funeral director would say, oh, it's David's kid, you know, he's all right, you know, whatever, until I'm, like, you know, tearing something up, you know. And, uh, you know, but when was the last time you put somebody in the ground, you buried someone, and then later on, saw them walking around. That might freak you out just a little bit, right? I mean, you think about. I mean, you think about that. Like, and 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 we talk about we talk about Jesus overcoming the grave, but like, we don't think about that a whole lot. Like, we don't think about like literally, he's the one that overcame the grave. Yeah, he brought the dead back to life. There are others that he did that with. He's the only one that overcame the grave on his own. That's our Lord. He is mighty, mighty God. Mighty God. That's our God. That's our Savior. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Nehemiah 9, 
want to share this passage. I've got a couple passages I want to share with you today. Nehemiah 9 and verse 32. You know, we have this, we have this section in Nehemiah, and if you're familiar with the story of Nehemiah, he sees, uh, you know, he sees his hometown just destroyed, you know, and, and God's people just kind of strewn about, and, you know, they've been attacked, and uh, people have just been burning down the walls. And, and, the, and the big thing about Nehemiah, you've got to understand, and, and in that time period was that walls were like super, super, super important to the infrastructure uh, and the protection of a city. And so when you didn't have the walls and you, and you didn't have the gates and all these things that were so important to that protection, I mean, that was a huge deal. And in the middle of, of all this, like Nehemiah goes and sees uh, this city and it is burned, uh, you know, almost to the ground here. And, and he sees the, the walls are down and, and the gates are down and all this stuff. And the Lord leads me, Nehemiah to be a part of change. He leads Nehemiah to go do something about it instead of just staring at the pictures on Facebook, right? And so Nehemiah goes, and, and there's a whole lot to the story, and, and we've, we've studied on it, and I've taught on it several times. I encourage you to go read through Nehemiah if you never have. Uh, amazing stuff that God does in Nehemiah's life and in the life of, of his people through Nehemiah and others. And, uh, and, and, and at this point in the story, Nehemiah comes to this point where he is, he is just confessing sin to the Lord, you know? And, and listen, if, if you don't know where to start, you know, with where you are with the Lord today, I just encourage you, if, if you're going to spend some time in prayer today, spend some time maybe just confessing the stuff that you know, that you just maybe just need to get off your chest, and you go, well, God already knows that stuff, yep, but he has called us to confess it to him. And he's done that on purpose because he wants us to be able to do this special, amazing thing with him that, that ministers to us when we share with him those things that we have done. Nehemiah is doing that here. Nehemiah 9, verse 32, it says this. It says, Now therefore, our God, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love, let not all the hardship seem so little to you that has come upon us, upon our kings, our princes, our priests, our prophets, our fathers, and all your people since the time of the kings of Assyria until this day. Yet you, verse 33, yet you have been righteous in all that has come upon us, for you have dealt faithfully, and we have acted wickedly. And he's just like, you've been good to us, we've been terrible to you. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. Mighty and awesome God. The reason I bring this up is because what we see is we see a pattern through Scripture of understanding of who God is. Isaiah 9 is not the only place in Scripture that we're going to find God being called mighty. And why is that? Because He is. He is mighty. He is mighty. And what He's done for us, He continues to do for us. And I think that even that, I think even us remembering that the God of the Scriptures is our God today. He hasn't changed. And it's like we know it, but we need to be reminded of it. Right? We need to be reminded of who He is and how amazing He is. Now I want to share this with you. Luke chapter 1. 
And in Luke chapter 1, there's this moment, I won't get too far into it, and you can read through Luke chapter 1 maybe this week sometime, and I encourage you to do so. But there's this moment where we see Mary, who will become the mother of Jesus. And Mary is with child, and she goes to her cousin Elizabeth, and they kind of have like a little get-together. I'm imagining they're having tea or something, I don't know, probably lattes, say you ladies roll, maybe just after a quick trip to Target or something, I don't know. Um, but they get together, and Elizabeth is carrying also a child who would be John the Baptist, and um, they're sharing with one another. And then Mary begins to share, and it's funny, it's funny like you read, it's not funny, it's pretty awesome. Uh, right before this passage, if you read through there, what Elizabeth is saying to Mary, and basically she's confessing, I know that my Lord, you are carrying my Lord. And, and it's just amazing to me, like how clear she is with the understanding of who this child will be. But then Mary shares back with her what we know as Mary's song. And I want to just read through that with you because it's too perfect to not share it, especially at this time of year, but especially on this day when we're studying mighty God. And it says this in verse 46 of Luke 1. It says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. And he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. I just, you know, I can't imagine having the clarity of what was going on in that moment and the rest of the world not knowing. You think about that? Ever get like a little piece of information that you know everybody would love to know, but you, get to, you got to know it first? One of, my, my, one of my wife's favorite things is when she gets to learn something before me because she feels like I know everything before her. And she's mostly right. So I just, but I just, you know, because of, you know, what I get to do, I just get to know a lot of times things that she doesn't get to so, so now some people, like we've got some ladies in our church that be like, they will specifically call my wife to tell her, be like, now Chris doesn't know this yet. You know, and then they'll like tell them, you know, I'm having a baby or, you know, whatever it is, you know. Ann Sailor did that. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, I just, I think, I think about like for Mary and Elizabeth 
that they had that clarity, that, that they knew so clearly what the Lord was doing, and that these children were going to go on and do great things. I mean, every, every mom is like, you know, my, my child is going to do great things, right? You know, oh, my child's going to grow up and save the world, right? <laughs> Mary's child really grew up and saved the world. I mean, like, literally, you know, and she has this knowledge, and she, so she's got her a little, you know, she's written a song about it, and she's sharing it with cuz here, and they're just having a good time, you know, and they're leaping in their stomachs and all this kind of crazy stuff, it's all in the scriptures right there, you know, and it's just, and it's just awesome to think about how God orchestrates all things at all times, but especially in the coming of his son to earth, the magnificent It says in verse 49, For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. That's our Lord. That's in a sense what Nehemiah was saying. Nehemiah was saying the same thing. He was like, you have been awesome to me. And we've been terrible down here for you, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of that's the theme of that passage with Nehemiah. And he's just confessing it. And he's like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. And despite who we are and what we've done, you have remained steady and strong. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. So, you're like, Chris, okay, I get it. God's mighty. God's mighty. Yeah, he is. He's so, he's so mighty that he took captivity captive. He's so mighty that he took away Satan's strongholds against us. We're no longer slaves to sin. If we know Christ is our Savior, we are free from it. Free from it. And so the question becomes, like, how does this affect our life? It affects our life and how we live our lives. You're like, Chris, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. How does that affect my life and how I live my life? Well, it affects our lives and how we trust in Him. Do we trust Him in His power? Do we truly trust Him in His power? Now, we're talking about mighty God power here, okay? We're not talking about, like, you know, that guy that you can always count on to, like, come over and help you move the piano, you know, power. I'm not, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the God of all creation, the guy who made us, loved us, sent His Son to die for us. We can trust Him in His power, we can trust Him in our troubles. You can trust Him in your weakness. You can trust Him in your work. You can trust Him in your family. You can trust Him in your friendships. You can trust Him in everything, your time. You can trust Him in your treasure. You can trust Him in how you budget money, even. You know, giving 
you know, our giving even is related into like, you know, how much do we trust the Lord? But even that, just like, what do we spend our money on? You know, kind of things. Like, you know, what are we doing with that? You know, and, and even as for as a church, you know, we're having a membership meeting today after the second service. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. You know, and, and we're going we're gonna to vote on our budget today for the next year. We're taking steps as a church to do things that... <laughs> 17 years we have dreamed about. I mean, I can't even tell you how amazing it is what God is doing and has done here. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable things that we found out just this week that we'll get to share today. I mean, just, it's amazing to me. Like what God is doing and what He wants to do. And again, I, you know, I mentioned this, I think, last couple weeks or so. We're not called to be a church that's going to lay down. And just be like, it's been a tough time. Let's take a break. We've been taking a break. Let's go. Let's do what the Lord is calling us to do. That's what we're going to be talking about in the first part of the new year. I'm excited about that too. You know, as a gearhead, and a a gearhead, by the way, is somebody who loves cars and hot rods and things like that. As a gearhead, one of the things that you love, you grow to love, you just it, it, you can't you can't even help it, is is the smell of gasoline. Okay, any is anybody here just love the smell of gasoline? Just go ahead and tell me. I, I'll know I'll know who you are as soon as. Yep, yep. It's all gearheads, you know, you know. And 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 I mean I'm not talking about like we go out in the garage and like let's just sniff the gasoline. Okay, I'm not talking about that. That's, that's a different sermon for a different day. We get help for people like that, okay? So if you're struggling with that. Uh, but no, seriously, like we, you know, we, we love the smell of gasoline. Like there's nothing like getting to smell a car that's running like I'm talking about the good stuff in it. And, and guys that are in this stuff, you know. You know like when you're walking by, you'd be at a car show or at the racetrack or something, and you smell one and start, you're smelling the exhaust, and you just smell it, and you can be like, Oh, yeah, she's running rich, and she is running the good stuff, you know? And you can just smell it. You know, gasoline is a powerful thing. Gasoline is this amazingly powerful thing that, like, you know, if we have a, you know, a jar of it or something, and you're going to throw it on a fire, well, you're going to get an explosion. Not that any of us have ever done that. But the funny thing is, with gasoline is that when you put it in your vehicle, it propels it to go where you need to go. And I think the truth can be said about our hope in Christ. You know, I think that we forget that the power that God has is this uncanny, amazing thing that He offers to us to be a part of our lives for Him to work through us. And we're over here just trying to do it on our own. We're just like, oh yeah, well, we'll just get this done. And, and we completely miss, sometimes, the power of Him working through us because we're making it about us and not about Him. And He is mighty. And we are not mighty. 
Zephaniah 3, 17 says this. It says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with, by His love. He will exalt you with loud singing. Folks, He is mighty to save. He is the mighty God that is able to redeem His people from their past, present, and future sin. You may say today, Chris, I'm not a Christian. I'm not one of His people. You can't be. He loves you. He created you. He loves you more than literally anybody you know. There's not anybody you know that loves Him loves you more than God does. He made you, created you, and has a purpose for your life. And He wants to work through you and in you and change you to be the person that He wants you to be. He is mighty to save. He is the mighty God. And the biggest question of the day is, do you know Him? At this time of year, one of the things that I always think about is that star in the sky. That star in the sky. You know, and the funny thing is, is I think, you know, here's our mighty God who's so mighty, so mighty, that he just decides that on just some random night to lead some guys toward his son, he's going to hang a star in the sky to shine like the best LED flashlight we've ever seen to guide them right to Jesus, laying in a manger. And he's so powerful and he's so mighty that it's almost easy to forget that he didn't just hang that star. He hung all of them. He hung every single one of them exactly where he wanted them to be. And he put you also exactly where he wanted you to be. You may be in a place in life right now where you wish you were somewhere else. You wish you were somebody else. You wish you lived somewhere else. I don't know. Here's the truth. You are who God made you. He loves you. And he put you exactly where you are on purpose. Not by accident. He did so as only he can do because only he is the mighty God. Let's pray together. God, amazing really just doesn't even begin to describe who you are. But Lord, we are reminded today just how amazing you are. How mighty you are. How powerful you are. God, I, I pray that we would be a people who trust in you. Trust in your power in all things. Lord, in all things that you do in our lives, in all the ways that you lead us, God, I pray that we would show the world how mighty you are by allowing you to do that kind of work through us. That we would trust you in the hard moments. That we would praise you in storms. That we would praise you in the good times. Lord, that people would know that you are working in us and changing us as we go.
God, I pray that you would change us as we go. I pray that you would continually change us throughout the rest of our lives, making us more like you. Lord, help our hearts to look more like yours. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus. Thank you for hanging a star in the sky. Thank you for allowing us to just have at least enough understanding to know that you are powerful over all things, including all those things in our lives that don't make sense. God, help us to give that hope to this world. God, whether it be somebody we work with or somebody that we serve in Kingston Springs or whatever it is, God, use us for your glory. God, you be made known. God, for anyone that has not trusted in you to be their Savior, God, I pray that today that they would pray and ask you to save them and change their lives forever and eternity. God, do that work in their hearts. Do that work in their lives. Thank you for your Son. We ask all this in His name.